Hi, my name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? Everything else. Because it's never, ever about food or weight. Never, ever. Not even. One time. Not ever. Ever, ever. Hello, my name is Laura Lee Rourke. And I'm one of the creators of the Body Love Cards, which is what we are talking about right now with this series of podcasts. And the front of the card is the goddess is sitting on a beach with a beautiful ocean and sky behind her. And she's sort of sitting cross-legged and she has her arm around her spirit animal. And it's sort of like a very friendly card. They're both accepting each other as they are, I think, is what I come from this picture. And on the back of it, it says, Acceptance means to honor and respect our body and ourself exactly as we are right now in this moment. When we step into acceptance, we stop struggling and fighting, and we begin to make peace with ourselves. This empowers our body and ourself to be who we really are in this moment. It takes us out of the obsession of wanting to be different and allows us to be more present with ourselves and therefore better able to meet our own needs. So when I read this, really what comes up for me is that idea of acceptance, mean to honor and respect our body and ourself as we are right now. And for me, when I was uh, hating my body and was way beyond my own, my natural body weight or way under my natural body weight to accept that this is where I was starting from and I did not have any clue where I was going to go. I just knew I didn't want to have the eating disorder anymore. So I had to stop struggling with the idea that it should be a certain way or a certain size or a certain, certain look and let go of it. And this was the kicker without any hope that it would be different. And I really, I struggled with that so much because I wanted even though I knew it would not be good to control it anymore and it didn't work, I still secretly very much wanted it to be a certain way and I just had to let go of that. And it was wicked hard. (laughs) It was horrible to really give up even that dream or that fantasy or that idea So that would keep me in that obsession is how can I do this and have recovery? And you can't. You cannot have the thought that you will be a certain weight or a certain size or a certain look and be recovered. You have to let go of that. And that doesn't mean that we just run willy-nilly through the streets crazy It just means the acceptance of who we are and where we are is the most important thing. There's a saying in AA that acceptance is the key to all of my problems today. So really, with anything that I'm 
thinking about or trying to recover from or or struggling with, if I move into acceptance, it's a lot better. So today with my dear friend, Emily, and she is going to talk to us about her experience with acceptance. And um, I just am really honored and glad that she's here. So um, take it away, Emily. All right. Hi there. I'm uh, Emily Ireland Cox, and I'm a body positive motivator based out of Sacramento, California. Um, I have been in recovery from my eating disorder since 2009 when I went to eating disorder treatment inpatient for binge eating disorder after having the lap band weight loss surgery, the lap band removed surgically after it failed terribly. Um, And so I had had the lap band in and, you know, was going down that awful trail and it didn't work. And I was having a really hard time with my body changing after that. And luckily my doctor put me in treatment. And then after that, I found Beyond Hunger and I've been um, in and out of Beyond Hunger since 2010 uh, for the support. So great. Yeah. And then now it's not about food. So So great. And I just want to stop you right here about the, this whole lap band thing Mm -hmm. that, that is a horrible, horrible story yeah. that you go through this operation and you get this thing and you feel like you're on your way and things are doing good. I did it all the right way. I yeah. I did everything they told me to. I was the star patient. But right. It, it and it blew me. up in your face. Yeah. But I felt like the failure. I felt like that was my reckoning. I was like, well, if I can't even do this, then I'm broken. I can't do anything. Like, this, what am I going to do? So I was morally bankrupt after that, for sure. I understand that because the last really big thing I did about my own eating disorder was I wired my mouth shut, thinking, thinking for the millionth time, okay, well, once the wires come off and I'm eating, I'll never, I'll never overeat again. I'll never have this happen to me again. I learned my lesson. Yeah. So did that happen to you where... Yeah, I thought that would be my last stop. Like, oh, I'd already been through some emotional recovery around food issues, but this was going to fix the physical part of my problem, that I was this big problem that had to be fixed. And I thought that, you know, oh, I was mentally stable with it, that I could just fix this physical part and then my life could start. And everything would be as I had hoped and dreamed and planned it would be when they promise you a thin body, like when you lose weight and your life will be awesome when. So, you know, I went from being a very large, you know, person, fat person down to being a totally average sized person only with the help of the lap band and then when it failed of course they took it out the weight comes back so quickly and that's where you like had kind of a mental break I know I know I could not believe how much weight I gained in just a couple of weeks yeah and you said something interesting with the I became a uh, average size person but mm-hmm. average I guess for who average for oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know I try not to mention dress sizes but you know uh you know I would re- I was able to dress in standard size clothing and would blend in like nobody would say oh you're the biggest person in the room anymore I just kind of yeah blended in yeah I was and got to see things from a whole other side yeah. of things well that's true but I do notice when I travel that and not that you know Europe has it all together all the time about everything they don't of course like mm-hmm. they're people just like us but there are all kinds of different sizes mannequins yeah. in windows wow. and so there's not just like oh this I'm only seeing this 
95% of the time when mm-hmm. it doesn't represent 95% of the people. Exactly. So there is that, and I don't know really what that means statistically, but I know that I always feel better when I go into a store and there's a huge array of sizes. Mm-hmm. And like in some countries I weigh, I mean, I uh, wear a size 95. Like, <laughs> that's so like arbitrary that I'm like, well, uh, okay. Yeah, we get so stuck on numbers, especially in this culture and being right. single digit dress sizes. Exactly. And it should be like men's clothes, just like your waist size, but nobody would want to say what size they were out loud. No, and then the tailor makes it to you. Yeah. You know? Genius. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what, is, about what a concept. <laughs> so we're here to talk about acceptance. And so. Uh, just tell me a little bit about yourself, Emily, and mm-hmm. how you came to, I don't know. Accept myself. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know, who you are and what you're doing, and then okay. and then how does that work with the acceptance part? Okay. So, uh, let's see. So, I'll kind of start about what I'm doing now, and then acceptance will be the reason of how I was able to get to where I am now. Um, so currently, I'm a professional event planner, and I work for a large nonprofit right now. But for the last uh, five years, I ran a body positive event planning company. We hosted the SAC Plus Size Clothing Swaps. It's oh, really important to me to host nice. events that are community building um, for all sizes. Um, Again, but I, all sizes. Yeah. yeah. And um you know, like it's like some an event planner, I like bringing people together and kind of like if I found this way of living uh, where I can accept myself and feel better about myself and just enjoy my life, then I want to share that experience with others. Um, I'm also an admin on a private Facebook group called Fat Positive Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And we also host events. We've been hosting Chunky Dunk swim parties for the last five years in Sacramento. So some of you have seen the show Shrill on Netflix that kind of brought those potty positive pool parties to light but um I've been I a- love that and so fun. people put on a bathing suit yes we get we sell out at a hundred people every time we do a I chunky dunk it. and no matter what you get to put on a bathing suit and get in the water yeah. what a concept yeah so you know we partner a lot with the lgbtq and trans community because it's body positive for all bodies that's right and um and so I've just done a lot of work in trying to do community building. And then I also have um, an Instagram blog uh, as a body positive motivator on Instagram is Lucky Bombshell. And I Aww. post about just living fat and free and enjoying my life and accepting this awesome body that I have and, you know, not letting it hold me back anymore from enjoying life like I, where I was at before I went into recovery, which was this body is holding me back from achieving everything I want in life and felt like it had to be something to be fixed. And now I am able to like honor and respect my body that this is the awesome body that carries me through to accomplish the goals and right. things I want to do. And poor body that had to take all of that. So much abuse for so long. of, oh, you're the one that if I didn't have this body, I'd be perfect or be fine or happy or rich or, Mm -hmm. right. Oh. Yeah. So it's been really hard. And so before, yeah, and before the lap band, I just weight cycled like typical yo-yo dieting up and down. I'd lost about a hundred pounds two or three times in my life you know mm-hmm. so whole person yeah so for me recovery one of the things is recovery for me is in this radical self-acceptance of myself is um that this is the body that I have and 
that I don't change sizes anymore. Like that's a sign of recovery for me is that I'm able to eat healthfully and intuitively to, you know, that my body doesn't reflect the abuse that I was giving to it. Um, and so I'm able to focus on my actual health and improve all of my health factors physically, spiritually, mentally, you know, emotionally, um, instead of just focusing on my weight and number, which I did for over a decade of just trying to fit myself like we all, you know, most of us like do. Everybody. Yeah. And then, but, and then what I realized when I was, you know, given this smaller body, because I had a lap band that forced me to be smaller, is that when I got down to that size and what they promised me, and it still wasn't enough weight to lose for the doctors, and they still wanted me to keep going. And I was like, oh, my period was stopped, my hair was falling out, like I was starving before the lap band came out. And they're like, No, you're not good enough. You still need to lose more. So I had this perspective from being a larger person most of my life to then being a smaller person of it's never enough. It's never going to be. It's enough. never going to be enough. And I cannot no. kill myself, try to kill myself, just to be in a smaller body. It is absolutely right. not worth it. Because a skeleton's small. Yeah, right? <laughs> and then what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. what's, I'm not, oh I'm no longer God. trying to just take up less space. This is, this is yes. the size that I come in. So radical self-acceptance is something, well, just acceptance. And I always take it like it just has to be this surrender of just radical acceptance this is who i am this is my body this is what it is right now yeah. like something you always say you know like right here right now yeah. it is what it is this is my age mm -hmm. i wear glasses i yeah. have this hair yeah right <laughs> yeah so it's a good like grounding in the moment but i remember when i was first introduced to the concept of acceptance when i was in um intensive outpatient treatment for binge eating disorder i was like you all are crazy. That is the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard. Right. I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to be 500 pounds. I'm going to yes. go nuts. Yes. I'm going to live under a bridge, lose my whole life. I'm going to go crazy if yes. I don't control. Because I know a big part of eating disorders uh, is the controlling part of it. That's I was the true addiction. Yeah. Yeah. And so letting that go, you know, was you know, one of the hardest cornerstones of my recovery, but it's been the best. So, and then doing the continual work in your groups and reading your books and stuff about just continual acceptance. So every level of recovery, every layer of the onion, it's like, okay, this is where we're at. These were your expectations. This was your history. Where are we at right now? What are we capable of? What are yes. you hungry for right in this moment? Are you hungry? Are, am I even hungry? <laughs> yeah. And then the or do I need a nap or maybe i just need to just sit here for one second and right. not do anything what no. do i actually need? so and then with because i was able to embrace acceptance then i'm able to embrace the concept of intuitive eating because i'm able to sit with myself for long enough to be like okay what's really going on? Am I hungry? Am I thirsty? What's this headache from? What's going on in my body? I have the urge to eat. Is it an emotional thing? Is it because I'm actually hungry? Yeah. Um, and then able to, you know, along with intuitive eating, learning the hunger scale and like checking in with myself. So this acceptance is just a continual practice and mindfulness. That's right. Of bringing That's right. you right back every time. Of That's right. Where are we at? I hear people all the time say, I just cannot, I can't be an intuitive eater because I can't have potato chips in my house. I'll eat them all. It's mm -hmm. like, well, you can if you accept that this is the body that you have and mm -hmm. that eating potato chips is not going to, is not on your diet. You know, yeah. I mean, if you want them, eat them. If you don't want them, don't eat them. Mm -hmm. But 
eat them or don't eat them according to your body, not to your weight. Yeah. Which is a whole other thing, which only comes from acceptance. Absolutely. Like, well, I'm never going to go on a diet, so it doesn't matter. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't have to eat all the potato chips because I can have them tomorrow. Right. Because you're not... uh, Not on a diet. Right. Yeah. And And I'm not on a binge because I'm not in reaction to that I don't get to eat. Yeah, that cycle of spirit and remorse. And then you just binge more because you feel so shameful about what you did. And then you try to restrict and then you can't take it anymore. Yeah, I'm so free that cycle. And that was a perfect example of that is that that, the freedom of radical acceptance. Mm Mm-hmm feels horrible at first and then it feels good <laughs> amazing yeah like you're scared on a roller coaster and you're like i don't know this is crazy what i get myself into oh, i'm gonna die i'm gonna fly out I'm gonna right. die. and then yeah. you're like wait okay look i let go of the handlebars i'm strapped in we're safe yep. we're okay i can yep. enjoy this yeah you know so it's an up and down um yeah and with intuitive like you were saying about the potato chip thing too it reminded me about you know, the legalizing food being part of that acceptance, like accepting that food is not good or bad. A cookie is not good or bad. There's right. no value system to that. It's right. How There's does it no work moral for? issue here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The morality of it. So taking that layer away and accepting that it's not the food. I didn't, I'm not like addicted to the food. I have this eating disorder that makes, you know, I have addictive things and i'm obsessing about it because it's the one thing you say you can't have is what you're gonna obsess about and again going back to what you said about control it's the control that we're addicted to whether the control is i'm gonna eat all this or i'm not gonna eat any of it Mm -hmm. it's the same kind of control then then if i can control it that means i'm good that means i'm good and if i can't control it then i'm bad so the food makes i'm good i'm thin yeah I'm healthy mm. and bad. I'm fat and unhealthy mm-hmm. and just want to die, I guess. Just trying to die. Yeah. yeah. Which is oh not the God. case. That's so stupid. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so stupid. And now I can accept oh. the fact that I can be a plus size or fat person and be healthy. I, you know, work with my doctor. I go get physicals. I'm actively involved in maintaining my health and finding practitioners that will work with me and not try to force me into weight loss or pressure me for that. Like, I'm here committed to my overall health mm-hmm. in all the areas, you know, um, and I'm able to just take care of myself in such a better way. Yeah. In a whole n- nurturing way. Yeah. <laughs> than before. Well, it's so funny that you're saying this because I saw on YouTube there's a famous comedian on his show started fat shaming mm. people of a certain Bill size. Moore. Right. Yeah. And he was such a jerk about mm-hmm. it, for sure. Mm-hmm. So I got all upset about that. And then I, uh, and I all, I think a lot of times he's a jerk, mm-hmm. just generally, not just because of this. His brand, yeah. Right. But <laughs> yeah, he's so snarky. But uh-huh. um, then... Another guy, another comedian, kind of had a rebuttal, mm-hmm. but he just put himself down over and yeah, over James and over Gordon, again. I yes, think. yeah, and I was like, instead was of like going, "Hey, stop doing that." Yeah, that he was like, "Oh, help. I have a lot of work to do too." Right, I'm or working on it. or you know, this is this is the best I can do. You know, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I I hear people say things like, "Don't eat all the pie," and yeah, oh God, he was so. I mean, I felt like. He had a moment that he could have completely changed this whole conversation. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. And he didn't even say something as good as you just did a minute ago, and he gets a million dollars a year. <laughs> what? Because he can't still accept it. He's in Hollywood. Um, you know, it's like he's the... And, and I do say this, too. There is... It, society accepts fat men just more than fat women. They yeah, can say themselves they still get, you know... Uh, are given a hard time about it, but overall they still accept it. Having exactly being a fat man doesn't keep them from getting whatever, mm -hmm. right? Uh, his own show, yeah, yeah. You yeah. wouldn't, I mean, you know, we have had people, uh, women, uh, famous women, and they were a bigger size, but. Mm -hmm. You know, they always tried to get smaller all the time. Yeah, like and, you Rosie know. and Oprah are still just three right. years. It right. was still just a common thread of their show. And it's like everything else you're putting out there is telling women to accept themselves, get in touch with yourself, Be put the yourself first. That you are. Yeah. But still just think you're not good enough and you right. just need to be a smaller size because right. that's the only way right. to have a body. A, I'm going to be dragging a wagon of a bunch of fat around behind me oh to show goodness. you how good I look, my butt looks in these pants. Yeah. And then, you know, they she goes on to sort of like buy into this huge big diet mm -hmm. and um and is on the board and bought a bunch of shares and it you know it's sort of like what i mean i know what are you doing right, what message and i think about it like in a way of like in the opposite of like if she can't do it like nobody can like she has all the resources all the money all the platforms she could literally pay someone to knock food out of her hand as it going to her mouth every that's day that's right you know what i mean like she has all the privilege and resources to be able to quote fix this problem or access to things that we would all be like oh i can't afford to go to the gym or i can't afford that diet program i can't do this yeah. like so really then so does Shouldn't that show us, though? Like, this is a lifetime of her suffering in the public eye and swaying back right. and forth. Like, right. could she radically accept herself and let That's that go? That's what she doesn't have. She can't, yeah. She has no acceptance. She doesn't say, you know what? Oh, oh, my skin is black. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and this is the body that I have. And oh, this is who I'm shaped. Oh, this is just how oh, I am. Maybe this, oh, okay. Maybe this is okay. And, yeah. Maybe I can still be this great person that has these great ideas and, yeah. you know, leads women on. Because clearly she's an amazing human being in all the clearly. other aspects. So why should right. her size even still be an issue? Why are we even talking about this? <laughs> I know. It is so maddening. <laughs> right. But this is why this card or this idea mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is so important is that this and is radical. the key. Right. <laughs> This is the key to everything. Mm -hmm. If you can accept and love who you are, where mm -hmm. you are, and just be okay with that. Yeah. You shift and change anyway. We all get older if we live. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. We're right. never going to be able to put ourselves in the freezer. I guess. Well, I guess Walt Disney did, but he's dead. <laughs> so, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> If we're still here, we're going to get different. Yeah, every year. I mean, every just as you year. age, is a new radical acceptance. Right. Okay, I have these new lines on my eyes now. I got this gray hair over here. That's right. You know, we can do things cosmetically to fix stuff as we go. But overall, your body's changed. You can't fight that forever. Well, it's sort of like I said to uh, one of the peer educators that I work with we go into schools and talk about this issue and I said mm -hmm. you know you can't change really you can't change who you really are genetically yeah and um you can do certain things to try to change it but in the end you still are that yeah. and she said well I can get green um contact lenses 
which make my brown eyes green. And I like that. And I said, yeah, but when you take them out, your eyes are not green. They're They're brown. brown. Mm -hmm. You can put something on top of them for sure and have fun with that. I'm not saying that's not fun to do. Mm -hmm. But you're not making your eyes brown. You're making them... uh, a different shade here a different way for exactly. a short amount of time right it's like i true. have a blue shirt on that doesn't mean that underneath this blue shirt i'm blue mm-hmm. right <laughs> <laughs> i'm still my regular color right. with a blue shirt mm-hmm. so it's a hard one to get our head wrapped around it is and especially around this whole idea of weight of that if I just try hard enough, I will be this weight that mm-hmm. your body may or may not want to be. Yeah. And the body will it defend will itself. You. Yeah. And one thing in my journey that I can share from yo-yoing drastically so much is that no matter how hard, like, you try, like, when the lap band came out, my body just hoarded everything. You know, my metabolism goes into starvation mode. And so anything I put, so even though I was still only eating 500 calories a day, that was putting weight onto my body because yes. it was more than I had been able to eat exactly. before. Forced with surgery. So yeah, it's just... Your body's going to fight you. I mean, you know, the health at every size, Linda Bacon, reading that book in recovery too, just understanding the science of how that actually works. I was like, oh, next level, I'm able to radically accept this is just how your body is going to react when you starve it. And then the set points, you're going to gain back a little bit more each time. Because your body's hoarding it going, I don't know when that famine's coming again. I don't know when that rubber band's going to be here again. (laughs) And I better, you know, store the nuts for winter. Yeah. Yeah. And the surgeons after, because I didn't know the whole band was going to come out. I went in for surgery to have it fixed. And I woke up and they had taken the whole system out because they were like, you were so damaged and Side, it had slipped out of place. We didn't feel safe reattaching it or putting a new system in. So they're like, okay, you're fine. Here, go back out into the world. You'll be fine. You oh did great. I'm like, God. I could only do that because I had surgery. So again, the drastic measures that I went through, other people have gone through. I'm glad I didn't get the full <laughs> version of the surgery. Um, yeah. It's out of my system now and I'm able yeah. to. Yeah. Recover my body and treat it as best I can. <laughs> well, I mean, this is why you know diets don't work because mm-hmm. our body is strong. Yeah, and sure, we can just whip it into some sort of shape or, um, you know, liposuction or do what a million different things. Mm-hmm. We can do that, but it's still not going to be okay with it. Our yeah. bodies, they're still going to fight it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like somebody said, "Oh, I." liposuction my whole belly and then my I never had really big hips until I did that because the fat had to go somewhere somewhere. Mm -hmm. it's like well nobody ever said that it's like playing whack-a-mole you get one thing down and then the next thing (laughs) is whack-a-mole right exactly it is whack-a-mole and then you're just fighting yourself and adding resistance to your life yeah more and more instead of and how much time does that take That's been one of the hugest things that I wish I could convey more in everyday conversations about this. And I'll say it here is that the amount of brain space that I have now to be able to focus on my goals and relationships and my career and, you know, the real things that matter in my life um, compared to when I was in my eating just in the depths of my eating disorder obsessed with food obsessed with my body obsessed with what everybody was thinking about me or saying about me 
oh my God, that freedom and mental space that I have now, like I kept realizing as I recovered more and more and I would remember back how bad it had been Mm -hmm. and how much I used to spend worrying about this or not going to parties or missing out on things or being at a party and obsessing about the food table and who's going to watch me. Just the craziness. I know. The crap, just the freedom. I can be present with people. I can be actually talking to them and look them in the eyes without side-eyeing the table of food next to them and exactly. think about how I'm going to sneak some things and nobody's going to know. How am I going to, you know, God, I should have brought some, you know, plastic bags. What was I thinking? Because right. I wouldn't eat in front of anyone, but of course I right. was so hungry. Mm-hmm. I would leave a party and go go through a drive through because I was so hungry because mm-hmm. I wouldn't have eaten at this party that had really great food. Right? So stupid. So all that extra steps and extra <laughs> resistance and yeah. extra, you know, stuff that's clouding your mind, you know, when you're in recovery, just that amount of space now that I have for the goodness in my life instead of the that's obsession. Right. That's that right. That is freedom. That is radical acceptance. That's right. So if we... Um, if we think about the messages of acceptance, radical acceptance, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And then knowing that it is what it is and it's acceptance, knowing that it shall change. Yeah. It seems like it's an ongoing acceptance. Yeah. It's a practice. Even if, yeah, it's a practice. <laughs> right. right. Thank you. Uh-huh. Because things change. Everything. You know, the only thing that doesn't change is... Well, nothing. Yeah, right. <laughs> Even if you die, your body still goes through a million changes. It's the only thing we can be certain about, right? Exactly. So how do you work for that? Like you work all really hard to accept something and then boop, it's different. Yeah, I guess. Because you've had some changes in the last couple of years here. Big changes. Yeah, yeah. just like life changes yeah. and adjustments. Yeah, from being full-time employee and going through corporate layoffs to being self-employed and learning all about yourself in that world. Right. Um, so I kind of look at, you know, the tools that I learned in recovery and um, from my eating disorder, like radical acceptance, intuitive eating, the concept, of, like, like tools actually in my tool belt. Now I have the right tools for the right job. So the, the issues right. are always going to come are different, but I have a better set of tools now exactly. to handle them as they come up. So it's exactly. not like a, and that's a huge shift too, actually. And acceptance is a, I used to look at this whole like fixing my body thing as a, you know, set it and forget it, right? Like, yeah. I'm going to do this, I'm going to get this and achieve this, and then I'll be good, and then I, I can move on. I just won't have to deal with it ever again. Yeah, and that's, right. again, like you said, with everything, that's crazy. Not how things work. So <laughs> Crazy talk. Yeah, so I guess, and again, anytime my anxiety kicks in as things are changing, you know, it's, again, that practice of, okay, acceptance right here, right now. This is how things change. This is what's going on right now. You know, what can I change? What can I not change? What's in my, you know, what they say, like, accept things you cannot change. Yes, exactly. Um, So it is a tool that I have now. So as things are going to continue to change, I have the stronger muscle of acceptance. So I'm Mm -hmm. able to handle things better as I go. Exactly. And I think uh, the other thing that you were talking about is that um, knowing that if I accept this, that doesn't really mean anything other than I'm just not worrying about it anymore. Yeah. It doesn't mean that other people don't or stopped worried about it. Mm-hmm. Or it it's know, just me. It's just you. It's like the world me. doesn't all of a sudden change itself too to fit whatever your acceptance is. Mm-hmm. It sort of doesn't really give a shit about that, I think. Or 
I it doesn't really care about that that much. Yeah. But I wonder. So I know you know. Again, you've gone through some big changes. You mm-hmm. have a new job. And, yeah, new job. Really. Um, all about you myself. know you're. Um, you just had a death of two animals. Yeah. That's a huge, yeah, huge, huge grief. It's, yeah, that's for 13, 14 years. That so. is a long term relationship that yeah. is gone. Yeah. So now, when things come up like this, and of course, you know, emotional eating, everybody emotionally eats at some point in their life, whether they have eating disorder or not, right? So of course. Accepting that that's normal, too. So that means that even though I can claim that I've been in, quote, recovery from binge eating disorder, that means if I overeat a little here and there, that doesn't mean that it's all down the tubes it's like an acceptance it's not at all or nothing it's It's not black and white right and because I can be in that state of acceptance like okay it makes sense that I'd want a piece of chocolate cake tonight because I'm super sad about this that's right and because I can go into it knowing that then I don't binge on it I don't freak out about it I don't obsess about it because I'm legalizing it allowing it for myself you don't have to have a whole cake right like I'm realizing okay I'm pacifying myself with this right now right Maybe it's not the best decision, but right now, this is what I feel I need for my body. And because I allowed it and didn't deprive myself, it's going to keep me in the moment. It's not going to ricochet where if I had restricted myself, I would have overeaten and done crazier things the following days. That's right. Because that's what we're afraid of. Mm -hmm. If I have one bite too many... Then, you know, I'm eating the whole Might as well eat the whole package. <laughs> right, which is a diet mentality. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not It's not true. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean anything. It just means you had a piece of cake, like right. a lot of other people in the whole yeah. world. And I'm at a birthday. I'm not going to be the only one not eating cake and making a big deal. I don't eat cake. And I, like, oh, I can't today. No. <laughs> like, I'm going to enjoy. And like I said before, like be present and active. Like, right. it's, nobody cares whether I really eat that piece of cake or not. And I'm not nobody gonna cares. obsess about it. Everybody else is worried about if they're eating the cake. Right. right? Right. And then I would not eat the cake. And then I would leave and go to the... You know, the 7-Eleven and have a bunch of fried pies. Right. That really worked out. Right. Yeah. Better just to go ahead and have what you want right there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And you said something really good is that sometimes uh, these are ways that we really take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And maybe it is, you know, if you're not an alcoholic, it's a glass of wine or it is a piece of cake or maybe it's getting an yet another pair of black shoes right. or, <laughs> or taking a nap or, or yeah. spending 10 minutes or in flirting with somebody yeah. or whatever but it Something doesn't mean it's not a black and white like oh well now all is lost mm-hmm. it just means oh uh you know well i'm a, i guess i'm human still yeah unfortunately yeah right <laughs> acceptance right acceptance that's what we are that's right. how it works just a human just trying to get along in my little self Right? Yeah. It's trying to get by. So if you think about if you think about a young mm-hmm. girl yeah. sitting in her bedroom and yeah. thinking, I am just never gonna be okay. I am not the right color, size, shape, race, person for this world. Mm-hmm. Things are not gonna be okay for me. I better, you know, I better hop to and change some stuff big time. And so how unhappy that, of course, mm-hmm. makes us in the end. What would you say to her about, especially about acceptance, which yeah. sounds like, no, I'm not going to accept this as I can. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll just die if I have to accept this. Yeah. I but would... what would you say about that? 
Oh, well, I can definitely identify with being that yeah. girl, <laughs> taking myself back to that. Um, I would say instead of, okay, so what just occurred to me is, again, what I would say is instead of going outward and fixing the things that are on the outside that are making you feel bad about yourself, you know, go within. Anytime you want to reach for something else as a reaction or a pacifier or whatever, turn within. So instead of reaching for the diet book or the fat can or, you know, whatever exactly. I was begging my parents to do for me when I was 13 and hating exactly. myself. Exactly. You know, go inwards. Or the whatever yeah. you think you have to do. I was so obsessed with that. Um, is going inwards and getting to know yourself better and loving and accepting yourself. And I know it's super hard when, for adolescents, because especially with social media, we didn't even have social media oh, when I was I, that I age. I can't I even know. imagine. It's even worse. Just sometimes worse. Yeah, just reading the teen yeah. magazines back then were enough to ruin my self-esteem. No so, kidding. No kidding. Um, but really just realizing that you alone get to decide how your life is going to to be and how you want to be yeah and that you know the lessons we learn the older we get that it really doesn't matter what other people think and that you just get to decide you can give yourself that permission slip and you can decide not mm -hmm. to care and not to compare yourself so i would say again start with the non-comparison i think that's the easy like the quickest Perfect. thing people sleep, slip into um is acceptance not comparing this is run your own race don't look left and right who's doing what exactly what's good for your body what's good for your lifestyle your economic situation your whatever it is everybody has different privilege and access to things but your life right here right now what goals you have as a young person your weight and your size is not going to keep you from getting what you want out of life unless you let it by keeping yourself locked right. into that obsession right or, or you get to decide that. yeah or you uh are so brainwashed by absolutely the by what you're being told and we have to be willing to step out of that and go this is not working for me no so i need to know something else i think yeah so. and you're right about that comparison it's it and we do it in this culture all the time yeah our country's better than that country our people are better than that people mm -hmm. this her our, curly hair is better than my curly yeah. hair her purple is more vibrant than my purple right <laughs> like, compare her, everything and her skin is better than my skin and that uh, that diet worked for her and it didn't for me. Yeah, your body's completely different. You I have know. different genes, you have different I DNA. Like. I know. And we can't be anyone else. We cannot do it. It's sort of like we're all little snowflakes mm -hmm. and we all look different. It's the way it is. And we might as well be the best snowflake like that we burnt. are. Yeah, and find out who that really is. Because exactly. I feel like so many of us then develop this persona of who we think we need to be. Yep. And like I felt like, okay, well, because I'm, quote, the fat girl, I need to be extra feminine and pretty and put together all the time. Right. I have to be funny. I have to be smart. I have to be the it girl. Like I felt like I had to overcompensate. Right. Nobody could be mad at you. Or, right. Yeah, so I know. become a huge people pleaser. Yeah. I have to be the, the easy, adaptable fat girl you know mm -hmm. i can't you can't be a threat to anyone yeah i can't right? rock the boat um right. so that robbed me from being able to truly get to know myself and what really works for me and what emily really needed at that time and i'm having to relearn that in recovery now and get in touch with who i, <laughs> I should have done that i know and these are things that we really should have learned when we were like five or yeah. six yeah, like, so, who am I? Where am I going? That, what a right. great thing that would be. Yeah, what? how to make the decisions of what's best for you mm -hmm. in your life. Mm -hmm. um, and I think along, too, what I, what I would want to say to 
a young girl or person at this point is especially so with social media is to be a critical viewer of yes. your social media. Yes. You can create your entire online experience. Weed out anything that makes you feel bad about yourself. That's right. Conti- don't follow things on Instagram as inspiration or thinspiration of who you want to be. I know. Follow people and accounts and content that uplift you make you feel good about yourself um, inspire you to be a better person or get involved in things create your own experience don't be a victim to just everything that's coming at you in advertisements you know radio everything you see billboards everything is coming at you so right in your as much as you can just right yeah it's sort of like be that critical eye Mm -hmm. about what you're feeding yourself Mm -hmm. You know, we want to do that with eating like a good, like food that works for mm-hmm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. That fuels Not you. worry about what it feels, you know, if it feels good to somebody else. It feels good to me to mm-hmm. eat this. And it's the same way. It feels good to me to watch this or do this. Right. It, it makes me better person. Not angry and shamed and, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, depressed yeah that's not it faking it yeah yeah that's not it yeah um perfect i just think that's so good Mm -hmm. so is there any other anything else that you want to say that we haven't said anything you want to tell uh the world that you (laughs) have figured out (laughs) you know yeah i really yeah um thank you i feel like you know, I want to be like an evangelist about yeah. uh, radical acceptance and intuitive eating and just kind of like I have found this way to free myself, this way of life where I'm able to, you know, not compare myself to others, get in touch with what actually works for me and then thrive within that while I still figure things out. Um, and I have kind of been on a mission with my Lucky Bombshell blog Um which started back in 2011. So after I'd gained all my weight back through recovery, which thank God I had, (laughs) you know, so I gained my weight back while recovering from the eating disorder. So accepting that my body was back at where I had started, I did a photo shoot and that helped me stamp my radical acceptance. Like this is my body. Cause I had waited to do like a pinup photo shoot until I'd gotten smaller. And I was like, never again, I'm going to do this now. This is my body. I still feel pinupy and hot and do whatever I want to do. So cool. So that kind of cemented that. And that's in 2011. That's why I started Lucky Bombshells, just wanting to let people know that like you get to decide, you can decide right now to not hate yourself and reach for something and support that is going to nurture you and help encourage you to, you know, be at peace with yourself because it's not you're not gonna you know people push body love loving yourself but sometimes it's just about neutrality and not hating yourself if you can get to a place where you're just not abusing yourself and not in a pit of despair and comparing yourself to everybody and thinking you're worthless that's a win you don't have to like absolutely be in love with yourself right so keep that you will get there Yeah, yeah yeah so with that you know, that's kind of my message I always put out there is just trying to, as a body positive motivator, that's why I say that, um, I just try to motivate people to get more in touch with what works for them. And um, one of my taglines is, you know, behold yourself, hashtag behold yourself, you get to decide, Um, you know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. So don't wait for somebody to tell you whether you're beautiful or not, or whether you fit into the beauty mold or not. 
you are. You or get, even what is beautiful. Right. What is what, that just for you? European standards of beauty? That's a yes. bunch of <laughs> malarkey, as we all know. Um, <laughs> so really, again, just that there is this way out here. And sometimes when I feel like I'm talking to people about and introducing concepts lightly into conversation when people are hating yeah, on themselves. and they, they look at me, I'm <laughs> being extreme here, like, like it's like devil talk, like it's this belief system. They're like, okay, crazy lady, like that's yeah. nice for you, but I'm going to still keep hating myself. You know, yeah. I try to tell them. So I just try to lead by example. And if there's anybody out there who can follow along with, you know, how I put myself out there and what I share about our community is that, you know, if if we can all do it, if I can do it, you can do it. Yes, exactly. There's, there's resources and you don't have to have support groups in your neighborhood. There's great podcasts like this. Yep. Um, find local groups and support or build your own. I build was here in Sacramento own, right. learning all this from you, going to the Bay Area for everything. And I'm like, yep. Where are my people at in Sacramento? Why do we not have a body positive community I here? I know, I know. So we've been able to cultivate that and just surround yourself. And they came. Yeah. You opened it up and they came for yeah. sure. Yeah. And I think it's such a good idea about, um, you know, get books that speak to you. Yeah. Take them to your therapist. If she's not or he's not, mm-hmm. you know, on with this program, Get her on the program or him on the program. And mm-hmm. if they don't want to, mm-hmm. then get another therapist. Yeah. Because you don't want to just be in therapy to hear another idea about a diet when you're trying to get, you know, recover from dieting. Right. It's like going and, you know, getting your, when you're drug addict, getting your pusher to be your best friend. You know, <laughs> yeah. it just it doesn't work. You dance with the devil, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't work, you know. You have yeah. to get new ideas in there. Mm-hmm. Yes. People who have had some recovery, at least. And uh, and doesn't have to be just this way, but mm-hmm. but it is. It, you do have to, ra- you know, radically change what you think. Yeah. In order to recover from stuff. I mean, I know when I smoked, I didn't think that the car would start if I didn't have a cigarette. So <laughs> right. I found out that it did in mm-hmm. the same way. You know, I found out, like, I don't have to be on a diet my whole life, and I right. don't have to worry about that. Right. It's okay. Right. Oh, I can eat one cookie and not the whole package That's and survive. That's right. It can oh, happen. What? Happens all the time. You can learn to trust yourself. It's People crazy. do it all the time. And, you know, I want to just give you a little bump on this, is mm-hmm. that I have seen you just really blossom you have a great job you have a great relationship Mm -hmm. you have Mm -hmm. a beautiful little house you know you have elder parents like a lot of us Mm -hmm. you know have to go through that yeah and you're doing all of this yeah without needing to have an active Mm -hmm. eating disorder addiction or whatever you're doing it you're feeling your feelings and you're going through it all the feelings we feel them all But it is the only game in town. Yeah, it really is. It's the only way to get through it. It really is such freedom. And it is that other side of the coin. Like I said, when I first went into recovery and they had that idea of acceptance, I'm like, you're crazy. Yeah. That is the key, the cornerstone to my freedom. It is is true. The practice of just accepting it as I go and enjoying my life. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So with that... Um, would you read the just for today? Yeah, I would love to. All right. 
Today, I will practice accepting my body exactly as it is. When the desire to dislike or change my body comes up, I will say, I am learning to love my body and accept my body and myself exactly as I am right now. Beautiful, really. It's something to aspire to, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, thank you, Emily. Thank you, Laura. Thank you for being here and being on this podcast. My pleasure. My absolute pleasure. And luckily, we have these cards, and yep. I can pull them and remind myself of That's these. That's right. And these are wonderful. So, thank and you. It's like, these. what am I supposed to do? Oh, yeah, I have the cards. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Keep them in okay. my pocket. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. And be sure and follow me on Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and it's not about food.com. Thanks.